going somewhere? No, I mean, no. I'm not going anywhere this not. Christmas. Is this something? I mean, it's, it'll be certainly something you remember. Okay, what, where we yeah. are, what we are doing. And why is this not allowed and why is this safe? Yeah, that would be an interesting chapter in our memory. So, uh, yeah. memory. But then, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, thank you. Thank you for, like, I mean, we are talking about memory. This is a perfect way to start. So, <laughs> you do a lot of research into the memory. Uh, so... How do you how do you got into the topic of memory? And we'll come back to this uh, species level memory. Right. So how I got into res yeah to researching memory. So first of all, I'm not researching memory on its own, like like in uh, solo like uh, uh, just as the concept of memory, but I'm researching memory in a context. Um, so always in the context of something else, like context of, for example, personal objects, personal possessions, and um, the effect of our personal possessions uh, in relation to memory. Um, and the reason I think I started in this is also because um, my study background is quite mixed. So I originally studied information science, information management. Um, because I missed academia, I was already at work, I missed academia, I started studying, I started studying psychology, but I was only in my first first year or so. Um, I still thought like, okay, I'm actually interested in research. So basically it was a bit of a combination and became, became an interdiscipl interdisciplinary topic uh, because then I had psychology, that was my interest. I had uh, a background in, in yeah, information retrieval and and yeah also it's still a little bit cognitive but not psychological um and then i ended up in a team that was uh that yeah that had background and expertise in design so how can we design for remembering became a topic um so i, I entered um, a research program that was called materializing memories focusing on exactly memories in the context of designing to facilitate remembering. So when we talk about the concept of memory itself, like which subjects, so what is the categorization here? Because you're, you know, you're researching into the context of memory, but if you are studying directly the properties of memory, would it be neurology, brain, psychology? Also different disciplines study memory. Um, so usually I talk about the psychology area, like actually, you know, the co yeah, and within psychology, indeed, what you say, like neuro, uh, uh, neurology and uh, neuropsychology and so on. Yes, those are also part of, uh, uh, also areas that study memory. Um, um, but even, yeah, for me, within psychology, the most important research group is the cognitive psychology. And, uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, but what you say, like even in, within psychology, uh, there are different, uh, areas as well, like, um, what's for example, the development of a child and the, the role of memory and how memories, you know, uh, evolve, um, how learning, learning occurs. Uh, there are different areas within psychology as well that uh, focus on uh, memory. And what you mentioned, the neuropsychology, um, how does it work in the brain? Uh, what if memory feels? Um, yeah, lots so, of areas part of psychology, uh, yeah. of memory, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, what, uh, do you, what do you find fascinating? You said you like 
probably you you're more interested in the cognitive psychology aspect of memory but you know you've been i'm sure like with as compared to many other people you have looked into this topic from different areas and maybe have thought about it way more than any of you know someone who hasn't been uh researching into this topic and doing their phd into this topic i mean what do you find what have you discovered even retrospectively or even now something fascinating or so fascinating or what aspects of memory captivates you it would be really good to i think uh, yeah remembering and personal memory are so important for our identity for how who, who we are who we want to be uh, who you know and for for our well-being even um so it's it's so it's so big, you know, it's such a big topic for in, within our lives, like to be able to talk to you, to be able to share uh, experiences with other people. Um, it's, I think, also a very um, assuring thing that when I experience something that's, that I really, really like, you know, that I really enjoy, that I know that I can still remember it later, that it's not just in that moment and that, yeah, that you can keep it, that memory uh, memories exist and, uh, that you can look back on it. And, uh, yeah. So for me, that's, it's, it's just a very fascinating topic, what you say, like in, in memories in general, uh, and further, yes, they are very important for, for who we are, um, in, in our lives, like, uh, who we, yeah, who we, or yeah, for our personal identities as well. Yeah, I find, yeah, you're right. I mean, memory is definitely for me, one of the very fascinating topics. I mean, I've always been extremely captivated by it because I happen to find myself where I remember things from really weird places. And I didn't, I like, I wasn't aware that like everyone has a different, very different memory recall. Uh, and, uh, everyone's understanding of memory and is a bit different, like how they also categorize memory is different. So I would assume as a kid, I would assume that everything they have is everyone else had. And I would have a problem communicating. But now I understand that my memory works very, very differently than m many other people's memory work. And I'm sure the same is the case with them. Do you mean that's, that's your memories turned out to be very different from the people you were with? That's well, yes, yes, you're right. I mean, I would remember things from, so I consider a lot of my development of who I am and what my purpose probably is. One of the biggest part is my memory. That is one of the things. And the reason why I'm doing a podcast is actually to do with the memory. The reason, uh, I found that since I'm really young, I would remember things from three, four months ago, if I have a conversation with you, uh, I mean, I would remember that I had a conversation with you like in January about this course uh, we taught over their hallway and what did we talk about or things like that. I mean, I would just remember these things and I would have a conversation with the other person saying that, oh, by the way, you remember that four months ago we talked about and they were like, what, uh, what, why would you start like, this is not normal. And yeah. I would be a little, because I didn't understand yeah. that this is not how, like, my memory works really yeah. differently. For them, they would remember some, some other aspects. Yeah. So it, it's, 
it will also very be very different from person to person because not all memories are equally significant for someone, you know, like for you, it may actually be something, yes, uh, significant enough to remember while someone else thinks like, yeah, don't know, like don't remember, don't, didn't, uh, yeah, so that, that can be really different, yeah. And it sounds like you also have, a, you, you remember the details as well, um, which may also be very different for it. Yeah. yeah, to other people who may just remember the gist of it or may need lots more, lots, yeah, many more cues to be able to remember the, exactly that same event. Yeah. It's that, those kind of cues that I have been very interested in, like uh, how can we facilitate the retrieval of memories? Um, what kind of cues do people need? Um, of course, we have these kind of conversational cues, right? Like uh, you just cued, gave me a few uh, pointers to, uh, to yeah, a conversation we had in the hallway. I don't know how long ago it was. Uh, it will be a year ago, I guess. Um, um, and I do now remember that conversation. Um, so that's, that's conversational cues. But of course, we also have plenty of other cues um, um, consisting of the objects that we have in our personal space, uh, consisting of the notes that we make, uh, consisting of our calendar, uh, looking back just in old calendars for me, like, yeah, things that immediately come back to mind just because I see a location and the name I was with and it's like, yes, yeah. immediately I know what it was. I'm very interested in actually your perspective towards the research which you are doing and through computing and uh, like how how you're looking into well cues and well, like what the goal I mean it would be good that you introduce it but the reason why I want to like say that why I'm so interested in is because my interest is also in uh, updating or enhancing the general human learning capabilities yeah. and I find memory to be one of the very crucial parts of it. And I think that is one of the reasons I would be really good to actually talk about it because I'm trying to prepare this proposal for one of the project, hopefully, let's see, fingers crossed, um, that uh, one of the important things is that how emotionally and curiously invested the person is in that routine. So the person doesn't have to put so much effort into constantly repeating what they have learned to keep the memory for longer term. And it somehow is, it's, it's cued with so many different uh, emotional uh, aspects that it somehow a lot of it is retained and somehow it could be organized and slowly, you know, you can. So I'm, I'm actually really interested in how, how are you looking into cues? And you mentioned in one of the papers, uh, the uh, human and computer interface. Uh, please tell me. Yeah. So could I just uh, come back to you, yeah, to the yeah, example yeah, please, you mentioned? Please, please. So it's, I just, do you mean like that you uh, aim to enrich learning experiences and that you your philosophy is, okay, that will make it easier for people to retain the information? So I, I was uh, personally like, oh, sorry, uh, initially uh, it is about updating uh, or, or you can say upgrading 
the general human learning capabilities like AGI in that manner where you don't update someone's very specialized capability but actually overall capability of let's say how good you are when you are surfing into the information to recognize the patterns which are meaningful for you so update means that i want like it would be good to have courses which are based on multidisciplinary aspect which actually allows cross pollination allow you to you know i mean there are so many specialized courses this is not what the purpose it's a complementary course yeah. which would allow people to also upgrade their understanding and the pedagogy of learning in the cyberspace because that is a very new uh you can say a whole dynamic which is not something just le- we we just like inside our biological environment uh, and we just use it to have a feedback loop but now it actually is mimicking yeah the complexity of our biological world so that is a cyberspace realm so it's it sounds like like um the aim is also to make learning more efficient for yeah. this group of people true and in that sense maybe also um enhance yeah also enhance their maybe first en- enhance their understanding of what learning is and True. the concepts and True. how knowledge 100%. actually works and then 100% yeah right, develop yeah. a language try to uh, acknowledge that what changes there yeah. are in our world yeah. and then we plunge into various different experiences from multidisciplinarity yeah so, i yeah. certainly believe in in multidisciplinary uh, multidisciplinarity and that this will enhance your understanding at lots of different in yeah in lots of different areas um so i agree with you on that like if you actually could make yeah could could help people to understand the same concept concepts from different angles yes it's yeah you know like it, it it will aid their understanding of their own topic yeah uh yeah. just by circling a little bit around it and making sure that they also can see how True. i think for me with memory that's 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 or for, for my own research area of memory that what also helped was uh talking to lots of people from different areas um and Yes, in HCI, we, of course, always look at, um, we look at psychological topics such as memory, but in relation to technology, right? So there's always this relational bit between the context, some technology and, and, and uh, the memory and, uh, how can we enhance the technology or how can the technology enhance our people, our people's lives? Um, so that's the HCI area, but of course I also used a lot from the psychology area and, uh, sometimes also from, uh, cultural studies, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but in cultural studies, um, I, yeah, the understanding is so much broader like, yeah, of course, cultural, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it helped me to understand what I was doing, uh, and, and where I was and how I differed from psychology and how I differed from cultural studies and, and why that was the case, why that was also was useful in my case to think differently about memory. So I remember also at some point, um, going to a meeting, I think it's, it's, I can't really remember the purpose of the meeting, but I was talking to some uh, people and. Uh, the person asked me, like, do you think uh, memory is in the brain? Mm. And um, 
for yeah considering my topic like okay um looking at personal memories in relation to objects i said like yes it can be cued by things outside the brain but it is in the brain and um he yeah he uh sort of punched uh, his neighbor and was like she thinks that memory is in the brain (laughs) 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 you know like a little bit of a laugh and um it was useful for me to also look at at that kind of perspective that was like oh wait a moment uh so what what are they doing then like if that if memory is not in the brain like what what Mm. where is it and where is it located uh it it helped to understand what i was doing and how it's yeah wow uh, so what was their perspective um, much stronger in the, the communication between people and uh, social learning and on. Yes, exactly. I was exactly the same. Like, aha, oh yes, of course. Uh, we also have that area. Um, but um, especially at the start of my research, the focus had been so much on hmm. on on what is actually memory because it's such, such a complex yeah. area. And sure. I had to read so much. And the majority was indeed in cognitive psychology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um uh oh, yeah. This is this is a perfect segue to I actually wanted to bring this up and this is amazing that the the different perspective of memory came up. I mean so we have various different memories which are somehow genetically coded some uh, in in some ways uh, so not like memory of an individual person but a memory in a way that how certain protein will un- unfold so these patterns the biological you know, part yeah like biological part so i mean how much we have access to it it's extremely debatable you know there's the field about dreams and how much we can actually access that's way out there so we have no idea what's going on over there at this point and then there's a memory where uh, at a level where there's a cultural memory where everyone who shares that culture would have that memory from their own culture and certain rituals so you then you know that yeah. that memory somehow get downloaded into individual or actually get uploaded to the you get processed and get uploaded to the cultural layer and and then this one aspect which i wanted to talk about and this guy his name is Stephen Jenkins and uh, one of the things he yeah, he's not a memory researcher, but he uh, it's a school called, I think, Orphan Wisdom School. And he has uh, he's done a lot of um, work with the end of life um, people. So memories are very important, different diseases. And so he has a lot of insight into when people are losing their memories and trying to like grasp who they are. And then, I mean, it's literally, you know, they're passing away. So memories are going away and the brain functions are, you know, going away. And probably this is one of those things which you want to help people to the well-being. Although his perspective was that uh, memories are actually things which are part of, you know, whole body. Like, uh, And now we understand from post-traumatic stress disorder that the body injuries can have those strong stored patterns which which can slowly get transferred into your understanding of who you are and then you have to go through this therapy and you know all all i mean this research is going still uh still it's going on it's pretty early what ptsd is and how the body overall is how like a part of storage device let's say but his understanding uh is that um what is what memories are it's like those uh, 
things we live which are difficult like heartbreaks and the yeah. love and those emotional experiences truly which impact all of our body and when i say body yeah, i mean yeah. you know i'm just generically calling because we get as you said too specialized yeah. at one space and the brain actually extend yeah. to a lot of different areas yeah. than just the yeah. head so actually uh, yeah because you can yeah so, so he's also viewing the topic a little bit more uh, or a little bit more uh, there are people that view memory uh and research memory in in detail what you say like the neuron is activated or the neuron is not activated mm. you know the cells are activated the brain blah 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 uh and yeah this is also very interesting what you say like okay what's as a whole body like um the effects of the memory um mem memory means emotions emotions may mean effects in the body uh, yeah it's, it's fascinating yeah 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 so he thinks that uh, as we are dedicating our responsibilities of remembering and feeling these what we call difficult emotions that is one of the reasons why a lot of human diseases are to do with the memories because if you would not have lived truly those difficult emotions you would not have the presence and the full attention to be in that moment and if you would dedicate everything to the phone or to the technology and the only thing you would remember are those trivial things which arranges those information then when you are older slowly i mean there's no research behind it as such other than his own experience and what he says is coming from a place of um, rather than proving something but to actually you know emotionally being uh, generous of what he has experienced so so this is of course nothing like paper has been written and this is how it's been done but you know it was it seems interesting that oh wow okay so so as much as the technology is coming you're getting more distracted you're going you're avoiding more difficult experiences which create strong emotions hence by the end you feel like you have less memories and you feel like you don't know who you are it's i often see these kind of sentiments like how technology yeah is not helping people's memory like it's you know like that you say like it's it's distracting more and we are not in the moment and thus we perceive less of what uh, what there is um but at the same time, of course, technology also helps us to remember and also helps us to capture the moments that were important to us. So I think, I mean, there are two ways to it. And uh, perhaps right now, perhaps we need to learn a little bit more on how we use technology and also how we build technology. True. Um, like we understand a little bit better how it, yeah. You know, like, of course, um, think of uh, facebook um or other media that um um also earn money if you stay longer on that in that place um which maybe become a little bit addictive as well um yeah i think if you understand a little bit more of what how technology can help us and how it does not help us like actually just having only your life on facebook may not help you exactly. <laughs> but of course like having a bit of life on facebook will it really harm you it's True. also a form of True. actually staying in touch with people and and 
um, being able to share things and and to remember sure. things from the past. So it, I think it's it's we may need to learn a little bit better uh, one how to build technology and two how to use technology. And I don't think it's it will harm us. Uh, as bad as some people uh, seem to seem I, to think. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, this is it is, yeah, more to do with how powerful tools these are. There's no denying that how powerful they are. And you're right. If we design tools which have positive feedbacks, we probably are going to use it. For I think uh, we already do. You know, like um, uh, I also remember the time that we had mobile phones and that everyone was using them in 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 when we in the bus, in the train, and so on. And we had all that noise and so on. Oh, that was so annoying at the time. <laughs> but you know, like we, uh, I don't experience that nowadays. Like everyone is quiet because they are looking on their mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, technology changes, and I think in in it's. Yeah, it's you can sure. develop technology that's that's actually facilitating our 100%. our human processes, you know, like our memory processes uh, and our cognitive processes, I should say, um, better and than than they used to be. And I think that's just because it was newer technology. Hundred um, percent. I mean, this is why I think it's very important for what like I was proposing for the course. It is that people are not either scared. Of technology or nor they are completely entranced by it that's yeah. the two problems you know you you find people who would nearly have a cult around a technology technological future and just insane utopian dreams which if you look closely would really be no different than a dystopian dream because rarely you would find utopia and dystopia that different you know it depends where, where which angle are we looking it from and what are what are informations are we missing and yeah there are some people who are extremely nostalgic and which which still seems odd because the the whole point why we have this subjective ref, self-reflecting thoughts and the memory probably is one of the big reason, and please confirm, is how we use tool and how we keep track of it and how we have the sense of relatability with you, with me, with the environment. And that's what probably a lot of animals do in their own uh, like understanding and mm -hmm. how they are progressing with their memory. I mean, it, it's a very... Um, important thing the the tools itself which has i mean made us human probably yeah so so i mean there's no like there's no like some something so if you're so scared of technology i'm i'm sure yeah it doesn't make any sense so what's what's uh, can you give an example of um what someone would think or how someone response when they feel nostalgic about yeah. technology what do you mean not with that? technology actually i mean they are so scared that, that they, they would, would want people where they would want to live in a place where there were no technology yeah in okay. simple times it's just yeah. a classic example yeah 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 uh yeah so then they would prefer to avoid it at all uh, and think that's, yeah. that that is also a better world. And yeah. yeah. But I think that's, again, something that has to do with how technology has been built and that we are not done yet. That technology is a little bit overwhelming for lots of people. Yes. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like if you, yeah, if you, if you improve technology, 
I think that they can benefit from it without feeling overwhelmed. I mean, assuming that is the reason, I think we just need to investigate what the reason is that they that that they think it's better not to use it. True. I mean, it, it can still, but I think they can also maybe yeah. benefit from it, and they will, yeah. yeah. They, they will all, already now they are not able to completely avoid it anyway and yeah no no yeah true true uh, so so tell us um what have been what what were like your experiments into the cues and then how to really develop and help people through your um through digital or physical cues i mean what did you found out and what is the goal you can certainly, you know, if yeah. I... Um, basically, I think in my case, I was always looking at the why, uh, aiming to understand hmm. the process better. Because as we mentioned before, okay, we know a little bit what, still not everything, but we know a little bit about what memory is from the psychological perspective. Um, we know, yeah, we know what we do in practice that we collect souvenirs that we collect material that we have things at home that we have a huge amount of photos that we collect and that we like to take photos uh, for memory purposes for remembering purposes um so basically my aim was mainly like let's aim to understand this better like what um yeah what 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 do these memory cues really and and how does that yeah, what kind of uh, responses do these memory cues evoke? And yeah, so I, I, I looked into that and um, I just, yeah, investigated uh, the, the, uh, the, the research area, basically. Um, what I find very interesting, I mean, there, there are... Um, you know, like, um, okay, first of all, what I found very interesting is, okay, the different responses that we have and different different relationships we have with objects. Some objects really evoke very, um, very detailed responses, very, uh, yeah, basically episodic memories, as we call them, like the, the memories of events um, that's come in color and detail. And, uh, you know, that's, that's that mm. we know, remember exactly what, uh, what it was about. Uh, but we also have lots of uh, personal possessions that give us not such a deep, uh, you know, it's not really a memory cue, but um, give us the warm feelings. So they may actually be connected with the, the, with a memory, but um, it's not like, okay, as soon as I see it, it I remember. It's more like, yes, I have a warm feeling when I actually see it, uh, or it reminds me of a family member or... It, yeah, it was owned by a family member. Sorry, family member. Um, uh, so there are different variations of them. And um, another interesting one was uh, so I, I just categorized basically these different types of memories. Like I interviewed people in their homes and uh, and uh, asked asked them to show them show the objects to the, to me, and uh, we talked about them. I asked questions. Uh, so I categorized these different responses and. Um, uh, one other interesting category I found was uh, more the reflections. So maybe it's not really the memory that's so important anymore, but it's basically what we learned from that 
memory or mm. that you know that insight that we got. Maybe actually it was an insight or yeah, you know, and it it can be sort of symbolic, right? Like uh, it's it's that object is actually for the time that something changed or the time or it's just a reflection of actually uh, how I view yeah a view on life. You know, like how I actually see life. Um, so that could be very simple, like, okay, um, it's, yeah, could be very simple things like, okay, I'm know that, um, maybe something around your own identity, you know, like that's, that's, it reminds you of who you are. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. different types of, 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 uh, uh, relationships we have with our personal objects. Um, so very interesting. What I also found very interesting, if I just can continue, no, no, um, please, please. <laughs> um, was basically what what happens over time because we know that our personal memories, you know, definitely change over time uh, or can change over time. Like some may stay the same, um, but we construct memories so we do not really it's not really like a movie that we can play over and over again and it stays the same uh, but we construct memories so actually also memories over time change um, or that's the belief that uh, that uh, most of my colleagues I think share um, and I was also interested okay what happens actually with personal objects and the memories like okay the personal objects you know but do we actually keep the same memories or do they change? Mm. And um, does the same object evoke other memories? You know, like how does that happen over time? Um, so that was another interesting... Objects, could you define that a bit? Oh, yeah. In my case, uh, when I talk about objects, uh, I know we are in computer science uh, department at the moment, but yeah. uh, objects at this in, in this conversation are usually... Um, Possessions, personal possessions, like yep. things, uh, souvenirs, mm. photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. chairs, furniture, wow. jewelry, you know, an object. But uh, yeah, I should uh, perhaps uh, say possession instead of object in this uh, in this space. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please, yeah. please continue. You're... Yeah. So that's uh, basically about... Um, Yes, like how, how objects change over time because uh, our memories are related to so many different things, you know, like also how do we feel at the moment? Uh, do we feel sad, happy? Um, what is the time? What is the context? What is actually, you know, is it autumn or winter or, or summer? Um, so what we remember can be, yeah, affected by so many things. Mm. And um, I found different examples of that. Like, yes, sometimes it's about, uh, sometimes... Um, sometimes new events happen and therefore the same objects actually remember, you know, like it folks the memory of that new event. Sometimes um, it is also because of that context, because it's almost Christmas, therefore these objects evokes memories in relation to Christmas that are associated with it, um, which it would not evoke over the summer, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, so I, so this is more like kind of a reactivation of various different memories and, and please tell me, I mean, how the reactivation and how the schemas, I mean, the concept of schemas probably 
or or or, or reactivation of memories is or or are you saying that okay so you you know we see um something in that time and it evokes a memory would that means that now the memory which already we have is now going to be a bit more changed yeah so uh, and and or at least, yeah so uh, when we experience something like or at least that's that's how we how the theory goes at the moment like uh, uh, and how i follow what i followed when we experience something we encode the information you know we perceive something we encode it it's it's sort of stored in the memory in the way that the brain stores things uh, but it's not a video it's not a photo you know like it's 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 in something that uh, these little pieces um are being activated when we try to construct a memory when we when something comes to mind um and maybe not everything will be activated but it constructs a memory so each time that we remember it may be slightly different because other things may be activated perhaps depending on the context perhaps depending on the mood and so on like um yeah. so the, the, the it's basically because it's just not yeah because it's it, it is constructed so that's why there can be differences and even the fact that we retrieve something can alter the memory afterwards you know like so actually retrieving it today may mean that we sort of touched it wow. <laughs> so, 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 so from that's that's uh, that's that's what's yeah yeah my current understanding is of that concept of that uh, of how that works um so but that uh, means that it it can change very easily um and i do think like our personal possessions and the photos and so help and so on can help us to to keep the memories and perhaps um or keep the memories to to keep uh, being able to retrieve them you know being able that they uh, remain accessible Hmm. Now that you see some that yeah things like I have absolutely no clue but at least it helps you to to sort of access it um, um, but yeah it's it's still also interesting like um, because we keep our possessions for a longer time we maybe even pass it on um, like they do not remain the same they may actually increase in value or actually decrease in value and memories can be part of that of that relationship and uh our, mm. yeah how we mm. value the positions yeah remember like i mean the possessions are pretty much as valuable as the memories around those possessions are i mean if you would just forget uh like let's say if we look at a case I and mean, this is a piece of i don't know ball and you have no idea why is it here you probably wouldn't care about it so i, I assume this is a very important part of categorizing the possession how valuable they are it is yeah it is a personal relationship you have right like uh, uh, it is the value you attach to some to it and uh, yeah that's part of it will be like your your memories other, and of course it's also influenced by all the other factors like yeah. maybe you'll find it ugly or you like it yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you, it's I... really ugly you may still not keep it <laughs> <laughs> true true so, i had a participant who said it like yes i will throw it out even though i have memories attached to it but i find it so ugly <laughs> <laughs> so that may happen yeah that's true i mean as you're talking about memory and the retrieval i realized that probably this 
is one of the um, things how, as we talked about that, through memory, you find out who you are, like a sense of self and identity. And uh, as you, I imagine, process certain emotions and uh, keep memories more functional. I mean, I don't know what the right word pr probably is. Um, it allows you also to evolve your sense of self. So, so I think it's very, you're right, like the well-being of who you are and evolving as, as you're evolving. I mean, letting, processing emotions, letting go of what probably has happened and not being completely tra trapped all the time, which is PTSD, mostly what happens. Uh, it, it's just somehow directly correlated. And, and yeah, the, the art of letting go of certain memories or certain things. It's equally keep, important as, yes. as, uh, as remembering the ones that are, uh, defining us. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Is there any, any like, um, no, I think, uh, I think you're right. Like, uh, uh, um, yeah, like it, 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 it's a balance between remembering uh and the relation who we feel we are and uh, the letting go of uh of uh of the memories that that are not and i mean uh generally if for most people that's also how our memory works like if uh it's much easier to retrieve the memories that define us that's uh that that's defined the way who we are right now than the ones that are not and it may also be much harder to retrieve those memories. So maybe actually your childhood friend has to remind you because you actually do not identify yourself as someone who, mm. I don't know, <laughs> who would uh, fight with other kids or whatever. Um, but um, um, yeah, so that's, that's also a very healthy process. I could imagine if you, for people who really have an identity change, mm. I like, like, uh, say you get out of prison and you completely change your life and get a completely different life. Um, it may be extremely hard to actually retrieve wow. memories from the time of that you were a person that you don't identify with any, anymore. True, true. Um, so is it like yeah. as much as I'm now like, you know, talking to you, listening about memory or understanding some, um, neuroscience where they're doing fmri research into people who are monks or meditation studies trying to see how the brain you can rearrange brain over the course of decade or a few years in meditation also the default network mod which is considered in in like neurobiology or neuro new brain sciences is something like a resting state of a mind um so it, I mean, you know, like the memory of who we were 10 years ago or memory of who this person was in the prison is now completely different because now they self-identify and have different memories. And they now have like five years of life outside of prison. And this is what their self, sense of self is based on, which like it's, it's pointing more and more to the very illusory nature of self, like a, like this illusion of we being we somehow constantly making decisions and being we, Raza or mm -hmm. me or Anne-Marie, probably it's way less uh, static than, I mean, we imagine it to yeah. be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it is not static in that sense. Like, uh, because, uh, yeah. Also, also when uh, at a later stage, like, I mean, in, in it, it can be, um, I mean, it helps us, you know, like it helps us that we forget the things that are not in line with the person we want to be now. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the example of someone leaving prison and changing life, um, a good thing that that person is not in his daily life. Remember, remember, you know that he that he is he or she is not retrieving uh, these memories uh, uh, every day. Um, it can, of course, also happen involuntary. So that's more if you actually get Alzheimer or dementia, mm -hmm. and then yes. yeah, um, lose access to mm -hmm. memories and. The people surrounding this person, they often say like, okay, the person is not the person anymore who he or she was. Um, so there is a bit of an identity change there too, um, which people find very hard to deal with. Um, but that's an involuntary yes. <laughs> uh, identity change. Yes, yes. And I think, yeah. It's something we need to learn more about, like also how, how we can facilitate how we can help uh, better because uh, sure. I could imagine like, yeah, you know, like it's, um, it's, 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 it's involuntary. And um, I think it's, it's maybe very hard for the people, for the, for the partners and so on to actually see that happening and stay. Yeah. But I also think like you can, um, yeah, you can sort of facilitate it as well. Like you can actually help it and help help them maybe more uh, mm -hmm. by not trying to draw the person back to who they, who they were, you know. But sure. uh, um, yeah, I also understand it. It is difficult. I um, I had a colleague who who did dementia research, and I helped her a lot with uh, uh, as a research assistant, and I've seen this. I've observed a lot, lot of these processes, and it's. I was so surprised by the change, the, yeah, the difference between. Um, um, so so surprised by what happened if you if if you did an activity that did not involve anything related to memory, but related to associating. So actually, this was in in an art gallery where we would do workshops. Uh, in relation to the art they were seeing and sometimes also doing uh, uh, paintings and, you know, doing some uh, creative activities afterwards. Um, but the discussions and that we had about the art, it was, it was amazing. It was really interesting, really fascinating to see everyone contributing and talking and answering questions about what they saw. Wow. Well, the hour before it was so hard to actually have a discussion with coffee because it's, you need some inputs, you know, like yeah. you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah, like pre what preferences, who am I, did I like these, these so at it's, the past? It's, it's yeah. almost like, yeah. It's, wow. It's, so it's um, like no small talk. Yeah, but, yeah but it's, it's, it's of course us who are asking the wrong questions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, and if, by asking the right questions, um, that person you you really see who the person is again and 
yeah. This, this is fascinating because this is, of course, involuntary. But if you voluntarily somehow try to strike a balance, as you are saying, to really understand the function of why we consider us and like a continuous self, but do understand that it probably isn't, and you can still function and and relate to the world, uh, and probably sometimes even better if you yourself is not in the way. And it's it's our expectations of who that person should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and if you if that expectation is not there, and we know better how to deal with it, uh, yeah, that that would be a lot better wow this points me to the potential of humans which we still are pretty much untapped or a life form itself who is not constantly you know dragged down by these expectations and these uh, dragging weight of probably memories of self which you no longer need but they are just dragging you down and you're actually processing capabilities uh wow this is fascinating yeah. yeah, I'm aware of time. I'm aware of time. I know it's a, uh, yeah, uh, nearly an well, actually an hour. So okay. yeah, is there anything you want to add? Uh, because I'm I'm grateful for for you giving me this much time. Thank no, you. No, this is uh, this is fine. Yeah, like uh, thank you very much. No, I can't top anything beyond this okay <laughs> <laughs> i cannot but no thank you so much for for doing this and coming here mm, my yeah. pleasure yeah.